ready to worship? All right, well, come join us. Some of you are hiding behind the curtain. It's like Wizard of Oz status back there. Come on. Good morning, church. Who's ready to worship the Lord? All right. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. We're going to usher in his presence in this place. Doesn't matter who's in the room, doesn't matter who's not in the room. This is just you and your time to worship Jesus and to lift him high in this place. Let's go ahead and pray real quick. God, we thank you for all you're doing in our hearts, God, and all the work that you're, all the plans that you have for our lives, God. And Lord Jesus, that you're doing so much on our behalf. We praise you, Father God. Even the things we don't see, God, we're grateful for it, God. We're thankful for all you're doing in our lives. We lift you up, Father. I pray that you would invade this place, God, and every heart in this place would be touched by you today, God, that we could just dive into a deeper place, God. I pray that it could just, just, this could just be solo worship between every person here, God, that they could just worship you on your throne, Jesus. We kneel today at the feet of Jesus. We love you, Father God. We lift you high in this place. Singing out how I live. How I live for the moment Where I'm still in your presence Whole north sides down Lord, speak to me now You have all my attention I will linger and listen I can't miss a thing Cause Lord, I know my heart wants more of you my heart wants something new, so I surrender all. Is all I want is to live within your love, be undone by who you are. My desire is to know. I am desperate for a touch of heaven. Sing, you're the fire. You're the fire in the morning. You're the cool in the evening. The breath in my soul. Surrender all. All I 
we're going to do communion, but as sitting back there as we're worshiping, I'm thinking about the immense love that Jesus has for each and every one of you. And I pray that we don't just hear that, but we understand it. And it's the same for everybody online too, that you understand the immense love that Jesus has. And I believe that as he was preparing to go to the cross during that last supper, he wasn't just thinking about dying for the sins of the world, but he was thinking about dying for your sins. And as I look at the faces out there, I believe he was thinking of you and he pictured your face. And when his arms were spread wide, he said, this is for you. So as we take communion, just absorb that. And communion is somber, but it's also a celebration, a celebration of what God did. So it's, it's somber, but it should be joyful. Because what he did on the cross means the sin, the pain, all the things in our life, it's done. We don't have to struggle with anything. Because when Jesus died, he didn't say, I'm going to start. This is the beginning of dealing with your sin and the pain and things in life. Before Jesus died, does anybody remember what he said? It is finished. It's done. So as you take communion today, know that you walk away from here, walk away from communion, walk away from the service, and the burdens, the pain, the sin, it's done. It's gone. There needs to be no struggle. Think about Jesus' words as they reclined at the table. Scripture tells us that Jesus took the bread and he broke it and he gave thanks. And even when he gave thanks, he talked to his father. And he talked to his father. He was giving thanks for his own body being broken for you. said that to his disciples, but I think he was saying that to every single person sitting here, every single person watching this video in the sound of my voice. This is my blood shed for you. So church, Walk away today knowing you are free, absolutely free, in Jesus' name.
come before you today acknowledging that you are still on the throne, Lord, that from beginning to end and everything in the middle, Lord, you are in charge, Lord, and we will fix our eyes on you for everything you've done cannot be undone, Lord, and we bask in that today, Lord. Father God, might you show us your will for our lives. Might we seek you and fix our eyes on you like we've never before. You are our king and we love you, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. Will you turn and say hello to a neighbor and just remind them he is still on the throne. Come on. Good morning. Good morning. So good. Good morning. Oh, that was I'm good. Almost as loud as you. Yeah, you gotta get it. You gotta get it. Uh, so this is, is this is your warm up for next yeah, week. That's right. That's Come right. On. So as we continue in our worship, um, you know, sometimes when we mm. talk about giving, mm. people think the church is asking for money, right? Mm. And you know, God doesn't need your money. That's right. Come on. But He wants your heart. Mm. And in Matthew six twenty one. Scripture says, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. And I think God knows that part of that giving back and giving to the church is it's a picture of where our heart is. So again, he doesn't need your money. He wants your heart. And as we give, it's a reflection of our heart and giving to that king. Come on. Amen. Mm, I love that. That's so good. Let's, let's pray as our ushers come forward. Father God, we just thank you so much for the opportunity to give. God, the opportunity to see you at your word. Lord, that you will never fail us. God, that we can do more on the 90% that you give us than the 100% on our own. And so, Lord Jesus, as we give this morning, as we pour ourselves out, 
as some of us give sacrificially, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you just honor your word. God, that you'll bring back something even better, even bigger, even more, stretching our faith and helping us to see the fullness of who you are. God, we thank you and give you the glory right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody online. If you would like, we have an interactive church service. If you go to livingstones.tv, um, you can go on there and click on the interactive church, um, and you can chat with us and talk with us. And for those that are watching on Facebook and YouTube, welcome. We're glad you're here. It's so fun. Um, we, you know, we have this thing that we do to make sure that everybody knows what's going on. What is that thing called? It's a church, church center app. The church center app. Yeah, the church center app. I'm glad you brought that up. That was so good. That I was passed so good. the test, though. Yeah. Did you, did you find that image? You didn't find it, huh? I didn't. Oh. We, we were talking about manliness, and, and this, this, this beard is far more manly than this beard. Okay, so now that he's put the teaser out there, yeah. I promise next week we're going to put it up there. Yeah. Because it's, it's the man chart. That's what it is. That's what it is. And I'm still growing in my manliness. Yeah. I have, and, a, and, I have a lot to grow and up And, like, I'm, I'm looking at, like, Jason right now, mostly manly. Yeah. Oh. He's got it good, though. He just snipped it off not that long ago. Yeah. He, he didn't want to, like, outdo you like that. John is manly overload, That's what it is. I think. John, John's got it. Yeah. John's got it. Who's got, who's got a great beard in here? Johnny has a great beard in here. Look at that That's, beard right yes, there. Yes. That's epic. Come on. If Chelsea was in here, you could. No, she doesn't have a beard. I'm just kidding. She's in kids today. You can tell her I said that. She'll enjoy it. Absolutely. So, so good. Well, we're, we're excited. If, if you're here, this is your first time, you are a VIP guest. So we, want, we have a gift for you. So go and see us at the welcome table back yep. there and fill out a little card. We just want to say we love you and we're glad you're here and uh, get, get all that stuff. What do we got going on this week? So this Actually. week, um, do we have youth here? Youth on Tuesday, right? Yeah, where's the youth at? Okay, really, guys? Come on. You can do better oh, than that. My you got to represent. got to represent. Okay, come on. Youth this Tuesday? Woo! Woo! <laughs> tell you what, between now and next week, you got to work on that. Come on, guys. Woo! So we have youth on Tuesday. Sisterhood was the ladies on Thursday. Are. There's the ladies. Come There's on. There's a good example. There Sisterhood you go. On Thursday. There you go. Setting and the, then next the bar. Sunday, after church, a missions meeting on Tijuana Christian Mission. You guys That's are right. interested and want to learn That's more? That's right. Stick around. Um, I promise you go, and you're going to mm. want to keep going, and you want to keep awesome. going. I look at and Julie right now. They went once, just drawn in. So yep. be a part of that. Find out how you can be a part of that. Yeah, that once turned into twice, turned into three times, turned into five times. They pretty much are going to buy a house in Mexico. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. They might have already done that. See, they yeah. might have already done that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We're figuring it out. Um, if you have a little one that you'd like to dedicate to the Lord, um, we're going to do that on the 17th. And so go ahead and sign up on the Church Center app. Um, go on there and go into the More button. There's a, a child dedication thing on there. Sign them up. We'd like to pray over your kids and, and dedicate them to the Lord on the 17th. That'll be awesome. Oh, some of these guys, you know, okay. I'm looking at marriages out here. I'm, and I'm looking a little at the worried. guys. I'm a little worried. I'm, I'm looking at the guys. Yeah, I think they need a date night. Any ladies need a date night? And, and I am going to gratuitously guilt you men into this. It's going to happen. The Slave Free Project Ball. Yes. It's a princess ball. Come it's on. It's on the 16th. So we get to dress like princesses? Well, yeah, I'll do that. He will do that. He will do that. Don't put it past him. He'll do it. So it's on the 16th. There are still tickets available. I'm looking at the guys. You can take your wife to, like, adult prom. Come on. 
Come on. It's this is formal. This is dress up. This is nice ball gown Get dress. The corsage and boutonniere and all those. Boutonniere wow. suit and tie tuxedo. Goodness even. gracious. Pastor Rudy is going to be wearing a tuxedo, so Ooh. you don't want to miss it. If you go to the cert page, it's S E R T Ministries. There are still tickets available. Come on. And it is October sixteenth. October sixteenth. Saturday. It's a fun, fun time. It is a dance. Yeah. Dinners provided, and it also goes to support the ministry of going and rescuing girls that are being trafficked. Come Guys, on. don't miss it. Don't Come miss on. it. That's a fun way to raise funds, huh? Amen? I love that. So excited. Can I tell you something I'm excited about? I'm excited because this guy's going to preach next week. Are you ready for that? He's going to bring the word next week. and So we're just going to pump him up and get him ready. Are, we, are you guys ready? You're going to bring like 10 people. We've got to fill up this whole place. Ooh. That's it. Amen. Come on. So good. No, it's going to be so good. We want you to be connected. Be a part of a team. Be part of a group. There's so many great teams to be a part of. We've got an awesome tech team. We've got an awesome worship team, an awesome kids team, uh, hospitality. We've got everybody everywhere doing everything, and we want you to be a part of it. Come and be a part. It's so fun. I love serving together. Isn't it fun? That's right. That's right. Oh, my gosh. So fun. So fun. And you can find all that stuff on the Church Center app. Yep. So we can do that together. Are we ready? I think I'm ready. Okay. We should do this. Today. You know what that means? That means I got to go. That means you got to get out of here. I love you, man. You're awesome. You're awesome. Everybody say thank you to Pastor Keith. Oh, my goodness. He is going to be so much fun next week. I don't know if he's going to wear a tutu. We have no idea. This guy will do anything. to. He says it's anything short of sin to reach reach people for Jesus. And that that's, oh, goodness. I, he said I gave him an idea. All right. Well. Pray for me, everyone. Um, just when you bring your guests, just let them know it's, you know, this is Pastor Keith, okay? It's, it could, it, it's a little different, you know? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. It's going to be fun. So I can't wait. I can't wait for Pastor Keith to preach the word and to bring the word. Who is ready for the word this morning? Come on. Come on. Where are my paper Bible people at? Do we have some paper Bibles in the house? Let's see what we got today. I, I'm, I'm wondering if people are going to start going and buying, like, cool-looking Bibles just to get a shout-out. We got a purple one back there, a teal one back there. Ooh, new cases, that's the easy way. You get to keep your old Bible, put a new skin on it. That's what I'm talking about, all those good cases. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to 2 Samuel chapter 21. We're going to start in verse 15. But while we're getting there, I want to ask, does, does anybody have like that, that, that food that if you eat, you know you're going to regret it? Some people... Some people, do you have anybody with like allergies to stuff, but you're like, I love that thing so much. Is it, you ask yourself, is it worth the risk, right? Are you with me, right? Like my, I, I know for some people that's just going like, ah, oh, I'm thinking about gluten and you're like gluten. Oh, I just want some gluten, right? Are you with me, right? Some different people. It's like, is it worth the risk, man? I, I had this, this friend who didn't tell everybody that he was lactose intolerant on a road trip. Oh, you can see where this is going. Let, you know, it was just like the most rancid road trip. This poor guy. It was not worth the risk. Somebody say it was not worth the risk. Come on. Be thoughtful to other people. Amen. It was not worth the risk. Go ahead and tell your neighbor. Today's message is titled, Worth the Risk. Worth the Risk? Question mark. <laughs> worth the Risk? Question mark. Let's see who's online today. I see, uh, I see Phil Norman. He's giving some shout-outs there. Phil, we are praying for you, dude. We are praying for full healing for your body in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh, my goodness. Who else we got? Dorothy Faraganin, love you. Thank you for praying for Phil. Uh, let's see who else we got. Clinton, I'm not sure where you're from, but I'm glad that you're watching. We love you. We're praying for you and your family. Uh, Emiliano Sr., 
Love you, man. I'm glad you're watching. Who else we got? The Bush family, Alex and Carrie. Love you guys. The Diaz family, Luz. Love you. Oh, my goodness. And you know who else is watching this morning, you guys? Sunday Grace Mosier, who was just born to, to Cody and Monica Mosier. She's watching. She's getting the word this morning. I love it. So, so, so good. Oh, my goodness. Wendy Stafford, love you, too. I didn't skip over you. I love you. You guys are awesome. And all the people that I did skip over, it's because you're in service and cheating, watching online and in person. But no. Oh, Brad. Brad Clayton, love you, too, man. Justin for president. That's ridiculous, bro. Whoever put the laughy face on that, thank you for that. Let's double that one. Absolutely laughy face. There we go. Chelsea makes fun of me because I don't know what the emojis are called. I make up all these things. She's like, I, I, I don't know. They said like, like winky face, heart kiss. I don't know what it is. And she's just like, oh, honey, I just don't know. I just don't know. All right, who's in 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 15? Give a shout. Everybody that's not, doesn't have your paper Bible, where are my electronic Bible people at? We got some electronic Bibles in the house. You can follow along in the, in the YouVersion Bible app. Go into events. Click on Living Stones Church. And you can follow along. I've got it all in there. I even switch a couple of versions in this one. So it's all right there so you don't have to have five different Bibles with you to make it happen. Are you ready? Okay. All right. I was just, I was just making sure. Thank you, Dante. Thank you for letting me know that everyone's ready. I appreciate that. Verse 15 says, once again. Here we go again. Oh, goodness. Once again. The Philistines were at war with Israel. And when David and his men were in the thick of the battle, David became weak and exhausted. Verse 16. Some guy named Ishbi Benob, come on, Ishbi, love that guy, was a descendant of the giants. His bronze spearhead weighed more than seven pounds. That's, that's a big spearhead. Can you imagine carrying that around? Like, oh my goodness. Some of, some of uh, my marine buddies were whining about the, the weight of our M16. Seven pounds just on the spearhead. Goodness gracious. Anyway, his bronze spearhead weighed more than seven pounds and he was armed with a new sword. Ooh, I like having a new sword. He had cornered David and was about to kill him. This doesn't look good. I, who picked this message today? Verse 17 says, But Abishai, son of Zeruiah, came to David's rescue and killed the Philistine. Come on, somebody. And then David's men declared, You are not going out to battle with us again. Why, why risk snuffing out the light of Israel? Come on, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to us today. Speak to us about risk. Speak to us about what risk to take, what risk not to take. And Father, how to follow you in and through all of it. God, we thank you and give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. What are we risking, you guys? What are we risking and is it worth the risk? That's the question today. What are we risking and is it worth the risk? Some of us are risking things. You know, I was trying to think of different stories on risk. And, you know, a lot of the times when we take risks, I, I'm one of those that takes calculated risks. Are you with me? Is anybody calculated risk takers? Now, who, who are the crazy ones? They're just like, beyond all odds, I'm going to take the risk anyways. Right? We've got a few of them. I, they're all on my pastoral team. This is scaring me. Lord Jesus. Anyway, pray for me. <laughs> but I like to take calculated risks, right, and, and trying to figure out those different risks. So when I was thinking about, like, risks I shouldn't take and, and trying to come up with a story, I was like, there isn't any because I, I, I don't take risks that aren't calculated. Are you with me? Right? You're, are you one of those people that you make a bet when you know that you know? Yeah. Are you with me? You're like, oh, I'll bet you a million dollars because I know that I know. Exactly. Like, I don't even need to have a million dollars because I know that I know this is, I'm going to win this battle. Like, 
Like you shouldn't, you're scared of that person, right? When, when they start to make a bet, you're like, start questioning yourself. Like if they're betting, like they're probably right. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's just, is it worth the risk? You know, this whole series, who's enjoyed this series so far? Basket case. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Based on Matthew 5, 14 through 16, you are the light of the world, a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Come on, somebody. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Verse 16, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. You know, has anybody ever tried to to light a fire when it's windy? You ever done that? It drives me nuts when I'm, when I'm out in my backyard. I've got this awesome fire pit. It's been a year since you guys renovated our backyard. You guys are incredible. I mean, we're still, like, loving it. I can't believe it's been a year already. But we were looking at all the different things. But we, we were given this fire pit in our backyard. And, and I love being out in the fire pit. But when even just a little breeze, isn't it, like, so bothersome? You're trying to light that thing. And it's just like, <laughs> you're like, dang it. You're like, and, you, you know, and I, I, somebody just, you know, pastor, there's other ways to do this. I w- you know, you learn things when you go to men's group. Are you with me? Like when you go to Fight Club, you learn things. I went to Adam's house for Fight Club this last time, and when he lit his fire, it went like, Whoosh. I was like, dude, how did you? He's like, I soaked it with, with fuel first. I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus. Here I am in the backyard with like every Amazon box that I've put, like ripping it into pieces, trying to get this thing to light, and all I had to do was soak it in fuel. Chelsea just snickering the whole time. Lord Jesus, thank you, Adam, for, for thank you, men's group. If you're, you know what, if you're still learning how to be a man like me, you know, like I, my beard will grow as I learn things like putting fuel on, on the fire. Are you with me? You know, it just, it just helps, but, but, I mean, when we're trying to light that thing and it's just, the wind just keeps coming, just keeps coming. You know, and I'm looking at this scripture and I'm looking at David and, and they're saying, why? Why did you do this? What's, what's going on? What's, what, are you, what are you thinking? And here's, here's our first point this morning for my note takers. Do I have some note takers this morning? Got a couple of them out there? Good. Awesome. Here's the first point. I will protect God's fire in the winds of adversity. I will protect God's fire in the winds of adversity. AJ, can you come up here? I know you sat in the back, but I'm going to have you come up here for a minute. Yeah, yeah. You wanted to be part of the service, didn't you? He's like, no, not really. <laughs> Get up here, dude. You know, when, when you're starting a fire and you don't have fuel like, like Adam does, go to Adam's house. He has, a, has fuel. He's ready to, like, light a fire. But when you don't have fire, you know what you need? You need someone to protect the fire first, right? So, so if you, you were to hold your hands something like this, and, and here, if I'm going to go light this thing, he's protecting it from the winds. Are you with me? So that we can light that thing. Has anybody ever had to do that? You're, like, trying to, trying to light that thing and get that thing to go, and you're just like, you just need somebody to block the wind. Are you with me? Thanks for coming up, dude. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you, man. Oh, somebody say, I love you, AJ. I love you, AJ. (laughs) Got to protect God's fire. Got to protect it. You got to put your hands around it. Make sure those winds of adversity aren't going to blow it out. Come on, some of us are going through some winds of adversity, aren't we? Come on. And you know what? I was going to make this point, and I was going to say, I will protect God's fire from the winds of adversity. But you know what? That's not true. Because if, you, if you're going to protect it from, you won't even light the fire. Because you're like, oh, no, but there's too many winds. I'm not going to light this 
fire. If I light this fire, it'll just get blown out. Does any, you ever feel like that? You're like, I don't, I don't know if I have what it takes to, to go and serve at church because, man, if I light that fire again, I just know I'm going to get it blown out. Are you with me? Oh, I don't know if I want to start that new business. I don't know if I can, I can tell my boss that I'm, I'm not going to get the vaccine. So oh, there, goes, there goes our feed right there. You know, I can't say words like that. I've got to be careful. Got to be careful. Goodness gracious. But, uh, you know, it's like you're, you're like, you're scared to start this fire. You're scared to have this fire because of the winds of adversity. Now, listen, whether you take the vaccine or you don't take the vaccine, I love you all. It doesn't matter. Are you with me? Come on. If the person next to you has it, doesn't have it, I love you. Oh, amazing. Right? If you're at a church that you have it, you don't have it, I love you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, some, you can thank Danny. She got me a coffee this morning. Watch out, guys. It's going to be so good. Three and a half hours of service. Come on, somebody. Somebody call the in and out truck. Oh, it's going to be good. Back in verse 15. Once again, the Philistines were at war with Israel. Once again. Here we go again. You ever feel that? Once again. You got to understand, this is the end of David's time as a warrior. David started his time as a warrior against the Philistines, and he finishes his time as a warrior against the Philistines. Can you imagine your whole life fighting the same battle? You're still going at it. You're still, here we go again. Are you with me? Here we go again. Now, I've got to ask, when do the winds of adversity come for you? I know when they come for me, when I'm tired and weak. Isn't that when it comes? All of a sudden, everything seems to come against you when you're tired and weak. Everything seems to go wrong when you're tired and weak. Are you with me? Oh, my goodness. It's like it's, it's, it's when those moments happen that all the stuff breaks, right? Your car all of a sudden is making weird sounds. Are you with me, right? I'm sitting in the parking lot at the grocery store this week, and all of a sudden I'm like, it doesn't usually chuck like this. Are you with me? Somebody pray for my Tahoe. Goodness gracious, that thing's doing all kinds of funny things. But when those winds of adversity come, they come because you're weak and exhausted. It says right here, David became weak and exhausted. He was in the thick of the battle. How many of us are in the thick of the battle right now? Come on, right in the thick of the battle, right in the thick of the battle. You know, I was, as I was going through my notes last night, finalizing everything, I wrote this one a couple weeks ago. I told you guys that already, right? Last week I, I preached a message that I didn't intend to preach, so I already had this one ready to go. And then as I was going through my notes last night, it was kicking my own butt. Are you with me? Woo! I'm like, goodness gracious, protecting the fire of God. How do we do these things, right? In the middle of a, of a challenging week. It's like God wanted me to wait to preach this message because he wanted me to experience what the message was going to be. Are you with me? Woo! Goodness gracious. The winds come when we're weak and exhausted. Matthew 14, says, immediately. Somebody say immediately. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him. To the other side while he sent the multitudes away and when he had sent the multitudes away he went up to the mountain by himself to pray now when evening came he was alone there but the boat was now in the middle of the sea tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary come on come on what do we do when we face contrary winds anybody facing some contrary winds right i think about my dad right my dad would always say things like this he'd say he'd say justin things weren't like this when i was a kid I had, to, I had to walk uphill both ways to school. Barefoot, in the snow, 
right? And it just gets worse and worse. I mean, there's an abominable snowman, like, right there. Had to battle him on the way. Come on. Your pastor is, is a bit of a smart aleck. Are you with me? You know what I said to my dad? I said, Dad, you're an idiot. That's, first of all, that's not nice. Kids, never do that to your parents. Are you with me? Honor thy father and thy mother. This is the only prom- commandment with a promise. I said, Dad, you're an idiot. And he said, what? I said, yeah, if you just walked the other way, you would have walked downhill both ways. You see, we have the Internet now. We, we learn these things. Woo, goodness gracious, right? But in the middle of adversity, when do, the, when, do those, when do those contrary winds come? It comes when God tells you to go do something. Isn't it amazing? Jesus said to his disciples, go. I'm going to take care of the people. You guys go. Get out of here. You know what happens next? Contrary wind. Let me tell you something. If you're experiencing contrary wind, it's because you're walking with purpose. Are you with me? If you're experiencing contrary wind, it's because God called you to something. Are you with me? It's almost every time when you read about these guys going out on the sea, going out on the lake, every time contrary winds. You'd think that Jesus would have some clout with the wind. Like, hey, maybe you can make it go the opposite direction the whole time. Every time we get in the boat, we race faster than everybody else. We get across the water so fast because the wind is at our back. Any Christians feel the same way? Right? Like, Lord, come on. I'm doing your will. Why am I facing so much adversity? Come on. But contrary wind is what builds your faith. Contrary wind is what builds your faith. It's when, when you know that when, whenever you go after what God tells you to do, that you're going to experience exactly what these guys did with Jesus with them. I mean, Jesus is with them and still lets it happen. I mean, if I were Jesus, I'd be like, well, when I'm with you, I think we should have a wind to our back, okay? Because it's just a little easier. It's a little more fun. We, we could really, I mean, just, woo, just right through, and wind and waves just die down in the name of Jesus, you know, right? In my name, he says. Yeah. Nobody's with me. I mean, like in the middle, if I were Jesus, I'd probably be like, man, I want this to be a little bit simpler. I want, you know, I want to show how powerful God is. But instead, it's contrary wind. Jesus goes up to pray and sees his, his disciples out there with contrary wind. But you know what doesn't happen without contrary wind? Miracles. Miracles. Miracles that build your faith. You see, when we respond just like the disciples do, are you ready? Because we're going to move on right here. We respond, we respond with fear because we're weak and exhausted. Are you with me? Because you're weak and exhausted. When, when God tells you to do something, you're like, yes. And then you meet contrary wind. You're like, well, maybe God didn't ask me to do this. Because it's hard. Because it's difficult. And I, I, you know, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. Are you with me? Come on. But if we move on to verse 25. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them. I love that because he let them sit in it for a while. He went to them walking on the sea. And, of course, they were just fired up that he came and walked on the sea, right? No, no. Verse 26. And then the disciples saw him walking on the sea and they were like, yeah, we're set. No, they're not. They were troubled, saying it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. Come on, you guys. These are the guys walking with Jesus every day. They, they, they got to high five him after breakfast. Are you with me? They got to watch him touch people and watch miracles happen right in front of them. And they respond with fear. Jesus sent them, and here he comes to save them, and they respond with fear. 
How many of us in our contrary winds are responding with fear? Listen, you're in good company. You're in good company. You're just as erratic as as the disciples are. It's awesome. Oh, you can look at your neighbor now and go, hey, we're in good company. I'm freaking out just like you. This, what's going to happen? Nobody knows. Or, what, I don't know. What's, oh, my gosh. What, where's Jesus? He, he looks like a ghost. He's freaking me out. Come on. Are you with me? Here we go. Verse 27. But. Who likes butts in church? I like butts in church. But immediately. Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I, do not be afraid. Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. You might be experiencing some contrary winds right now. Some winds of adversity trying to blow out that flame of passion that's inside your heart. Maybe, maybe you've experienced over the last few years where that that fire is barely just an ember anymore. You're just barely getting to church. You're just barely getting by. It's Monday again. Oh, I gotta wake up. I gotta go through all this stuff. Is oh, is this? Oh, I can. Oh, I can't breathe. Can you breathe? I can't breathe. I'm so tired. I'm so weary. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Nobody's in the same boat as me. Goodness gracious! I knew I should have preached at the other church today. Come on, I'm just kidding. Come on, get fired up in here. I know the people online are fired up. We need like an audio to just feed me back from all you guys getting excited on your couch today. Come on, somebody. Because here's point number two. I will encourage others in contrary winds. I love what Jesus came. He came out on the water. He saw that his guys were, were they're freaking out. They're scared. Things are, things are not going the way they expected. Jesus sent us out here just so that we could be out here in the middle of this storm and be all messed up. Thanks, Jesus. Are you with me? Right? Jesus sent me to that little church out in that middle school. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks for the workload that just came with that. Right? Are you with me? Listen, God's going to do a great big thing, isn't he? Right here. Be of good cheer. Jesus comes out and encourages them. Listen, the contrary wind just means you're going the right way. Be of good cheer. Oh, man, don't you just hate that guy that just comes up and says, be of good cheer in the middle of your circumstances? Yeah, you're like Pastor Justin, that guy, right? I mean, be of good, be of good cheer, Pastor. Do you know what I'm going through? Do you, have, have you been in this? You were up there praying, Jesus. You don't know, and then you just want to come out here like a ghost, scare everybody, and then say, be of good cheer. Come on, somebody. In the middle of it, but Jesus comes out and encourages them says, be of good cheer. It is me. I'm here. I'm on the water. I got this. I got you in the middle of your storm. Are you with me? I got you in the middle of your circumstances. I've got you. Woo! Come on. The only way that we can make sure that that wind, that wind doesn't blow out that, that flame, you got to protect it. You got to protect it. And you know what? Look at the person next to you. This is the person that's going to encourage you in the middle of your storm. Mike and Johnny, you didn't look at each other. You're bothering me right now. You're going to encourage each other in your storm, right? Come on. Come on. I love that when, when you've you got you to point people out. Well, you know, it's just fun. It's just fun. I love you, Mike and Johnny. It's just fun. Johnny, thanks for coming to church today, dude. Like, I'm so encouraged by you. That beard just makes me want to, like, be a better man. So good. I can have faith for more, you know, faith for growth, 
faith for growth and vitamins or something. You know what? You know what's unfortunate? The church fails at this all the time. You know what happens when, when our brothers and sisters are facing contrary winds? When we're facing adversity? Unfortunately, it's way too common that the church says, well, they deserve that. They must have done something to deserve that. Serves them right. Hope they learn a lesson. Come on. Listen, how many times have you heard it or said it yourself? Where you're sitting there going like, well, if they would have been more faithful, maybe they wouldn't be going through that kind of thing. Well, if, you know, they didn't show up early like I did, so that's why they're going through what they're going through. Come on. Oh, they didn't show up to men's group. That's why. That's why you lost your job, you know. Like, bummer for you, man. The church sucks at this. We suck. We suck at encouraging each other in our contrary winds. Listen, when somebody is going through an addiction, when they're going through stuff, when they're going through hell, do you know what you are there for? To encourage them through it. Oh, did you hear me today? To encourage them through it. I think I spit too much. That's why nobody sits on the front row. We've got ponchos in the back, you guys. If you need ponchos, we'll put them on the front row. Splash zone, you know. That's where the anointing comes, you guys. That's, you know, like, it's, it's like pixie dust. You could practically fly when I, you know, anyway. Anyway. Come on. Come on. If we could get better at encouraging each other in our contrary winds. Listen, have you made it through contrary winds? Were you in those contrary winds all because it was your fault? Sometimes. Sometimes. But sometimes not. Right? Sometimes not. Sometimes you did all the right things and still hit contrary winds, huh? Sometimes everything, you did everything right and still the stuff's coming at you. And you don't need somebody to tell you, well, what did you do wrong? What was, what was wrong with your faith? Maybe you just didn't have enough faith. Are you with me? Come on, I'm tired of hearing the church eating each other. We eat each other instead of build each other up. Come on. When, when somebody's in their contrary winds, you should be say, be of good cheer. God's still with you. He's got you. Listen, it, let that be evidence that you're going in the direction that he called you to. Come on. So that's what I love about men's group, right, Adam? That's, we need it, huh? He, he was telling me the other day, he's like, gosh, man, I started going to men's group, and, and, and there was a point where I was just like, oh, I think I'm going to go, and then all of a sudden I re- realized I need this. I need this. I need to get around other men who say, hey, my wife's just as crazy as yours. Don't say that about Heather. She's amazing. She's amazing. Right? They're like, hey, I thought we don't, talk, we don't share what happens in Fight Club, Pastor. Like, you really jacked that up. Well, she's not going to let me go anymore. Listen, we're also trying to make your man a man and stop, get off the couch and go and be, be the man he was called to be. Come on. To take those steps of faith and to believe God for what's bigger and what's more. Are you with me? We need it. We need that encouragement. I need men around me. I need people around me that are going to believe with me. Are you with me? They're going to believe God at his best. When God said, even though the contrary winds come, even though the storms come, even though it looks like everything's falling apart around us, God still said, Pastor, so I'm going to believe. Are you with me? How many people are going to be crazy with me? Yeah, we got a few crazy people in here. 
How many people are going to be crazy enough to believe God at His word? In the middle of the contrary winds. Verse 16. Ishbi, my buddy Ishbi, Benob, ben Ishbi Benob, was a descendant of the giants. His bronze spearhead weighed more than seven pounds. He was armed with a new sword. He had cornered David and was about to kill him. What do we do when our brother and sister are cornered? Mm, getting back to that again. Oh, man, when somebody else is cornered, what do we do? Shouldn't have gone that way. Tried to tell you. Come on. Our God longs for a church that does not look for reasons to gossip. Instead, instead of going into their rescue, we go and talk to our neighbor. Did you see them? They're cornered. <laughs> Serves them right, you dummies. Come on. I'm just talking about the church. I'm talking about the church next door. This church is so perfect. <laughs> Nobody does that in here, right? Are you with me? Come on. Come on. Is anybody feeling a little bit of like, <coughs> okay, right? I'm bleeding out, Pastor, please. Yeah. He longs for a bride that is too busy reaching the lost to be critical of one another. This morning in our prayer circle, Emmy, we said, hey, does anybody have any prayer requests? And Emmy said, hey, can you pray for my friends, this person and this person? And, and uh, I said, oh, yeah, what do they need prayer for? I said, I want them to know Jesus. I was like, that's it. That's the heart right there. That's the heart of what the church should be. Oh, man, we get so caught up on each other and how each other worships and how each other doesn't worship and how each other gives and how each other doesn't give, how we dress, how we do. Why are we even talking about these things? Let's talk about who's sitting in their house right now with no hope. That's who we're here to reach. Oh, man, when I think about this church and what God's called us to, and I'm grateful that we're here today. But I start to think about it, and I'm like, man, we're not even hitting 1% of our population here. Just in French Valley, 50,000 people in this little area. 50,000 people. Come on, 50,000 people. Ooh, that'd be, 1% would be 2,500. Is that right? Did I do my math right? 2,500? What is it? Show, tell me. Five, five people, we're doing good then. 5,000 people, that's 10%. 500. So we're not even hitting 1% one, 1 yet. Oh, we got work to do. We got work to do. We got work to do. We got to get over ourselves. Come on. This is where you get to tell your spouse, get over yourself. Chelsea, get over yourself. She's out in kids. She, she's already over herself. She's playing with all the little kids. Get over yourself. Pastor Justin, get over yourself. Get over yourself. It's not about you. It's about them. It's about them. You know, when Jesus, when Jesus is sitting at the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's sitting there going like, oh, if there's any other way, take this cup from me. If there's any other way, I, I, don't, I don't really want to do this, but nevertheless, at your will. You know what? Jesus was saying in that moment, I've got to get over myself. I know this is going to hurt. I know this is going to be the most painful thing I could possibly imagine. But for them, I'll do it. Are you with me? But for them, I'll do it. You know, when I get up every week, we get up early and we set up this church and, and, and we're out there loving on people and doing life and doing those things. Can I tell you, it gets tired and exhausting. You ever feel weary and exhausted? Come on. I get weary and exhausted, but you know what? Then I hang around people like Crawford who speak life into me and they say, hey, 
man, God's, I'm just believing for more. I spend time with AJ who says, God, I'm, I'm believing for more. I spend time with Dom's texting me and telling me, Pastor, there's going to be great things coming. I'm believing for great things, right? I'm like, dude, you've been here a month. I'm fired up, right? Like God's just got more. God's got more. Todd's texting me saying, I believe. I believe, man, I believe. Come on, I, I just, I gotta, we got to surround ourselves with people who are believing God for his best. Man, because otherwise it's too tired and too exhausting. Are you with me? Woo. I know I've got some other people here. Ephesians 4.29 says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Come on. Come on. Here's the thing. A lot of times we're using our words to be negative. You know, your words create worlds. Mm. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Do you know how God created life? He spoke it into existence. He, he said, let there be light and light was. Do you know that everything that was created was created through his words? Until he created you and me. That's the first thing he formed with his hands. How precious are you and me? How precious are we? How precious is that person next to you who God said, I knit you in your mother's womb? How precious is that person? Come on. The birds of the air, everything else he, he created with his words. He said, let there be light, let there be darkness. Let the darkness not know the light, right? That let the land and the sea be separated. Spoke it all into existence. What are we speaking into existence? What are we speaking into existence? Come on. How are we using the power of our words? Come on. What are we speaking into existence? Can I tell you something? This is going to be the fastest growing church this next year. I'm going to speak that into existence. I'm going to speak that into existence. We're going to see small groups go through the roof. Tons of people connected together, loving Jesus and loving each other. Amen? Oh, we're going to see a revival happen in our city. Are you with me? We're going to see revival happen in our state. Oh, I'm not moving out of California. We're not moving because we're taking territory. Amen? For the kingdom of God. Are we speaking those things into existence? Because when you start saying things, you start thinking different. Oh, it's too much. It's too hard. Well, you're right. You're right. You know, whatever you say, you're right. Whatever you say, you're right. Is, is life too hard right now? You're right. Or is it, I'm either up or I'm getting up. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I'm either up or I'm getting up. Right? You might have got knocked down, but you're getting up again. Right? I remember, anybody remember that song from like the two th early 2000s? I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to. Can I tell you something? When I was marching in the Marine Corps, I, I was singing that song over and over again because I was like, Exhausted out of my mind. I get knocked down. You're never gonna keep me down. Like it just kept me going. I'm like, I'll just march a little bit farther up this mountain. Uh, uh, this this pack, I'm pretty sure is like 150 pounds. Like, I'm just gonna keep going. I get oh I get knocked down. Oh man, I get up again. Oh, here we go. You're never gonna keep me down. Your words have power. Over 50% of every platoon that goes in, into boot camp initially, 50% of every platoon gets held back. You want to know why? It's not because they couldn't make it physically. It's because they couldn't make it up here. They couldn't make it up here. Can I tell you something? One of the most things I'm grateful for is, is going through boot camp. 
boot camp taught me that I can handle a whole lot more than I thought. And then, then when, when God asked me to do crazy things, I'm like, God, I'm already tired. I'm already exhausted. I don't know if I can. Nevertheless, at your word, let's do it again. Yeah, let's, let's build a church in the middle of French Valley in, in a school. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, everybody tells me like, oh, you know, like I, I got to spend some time with some other pastors and he's like, you know, if you just had a building, mm, 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 something in the last 18 months didn't teach you very much, did it? Mm, something about the church couldn't be in the building, yet the church still grows. Mm, uh, there's something that goes, God, nevertheless, at your word, I believe you. I'm believing for greater things. Come on. And when, when God gives us the building, because it's coming, when God gives us the building, we'll just go see when you hold on to what God tells you. Look what he can do. Oh, I don't put my faith in flesh and blood. I don't put my faith in bricks and mortars. We don't put our faith in those things. We put our faith in a God in heaven who believes that he's called this church to be something bigger. Are you with me? Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. The truth is, we're fighting a lot of battles that are leaving us weak and exhausted because we're fighting the battles that we weren't supposed to fight. Some battles are not worth the risk. Not worth the risk. Verse 17. But Abishai, son of Zariah, came to David's rescue and killed the Philistine. Then David's men declared, You are not going to battle with us again. Why risk snuffing out the light of Israel? My question right now is, where are my Abishais? Where are my Abishais? Are you going to be the Abishai? for the person next to you? Because that's what we need. Where are the Abishais? Where are the Abishais? You see, we could, yeah, they could have just let David die. I mean, he, he's the one that got himself in, stuck in a corner, got cornered. You know what? We needed new leadership anyways. He was getting old. But where are my Abishais at? Let's say, nah, I got this. I got this. I know you're in a battle. Listen, when you look to your left and to your right, these are the people that are going to fight for you. They're going to fight when you're weak. They're going to fight when you're weak. They're going to fight when you're weak. You know, I've been talking with some of our leaders, and as we get tired and as things get difficult and things get hard, I told our leaders there's no shame in rest. There's no shame in rest. AJ, when we were in the Marine Corps, we did log drills. Remember log drills? They're probably more fun for you because you're shorter. I'm just kidding. He's not, he's not shorter. Yeah, the middle's nice. You just kind of touch it while everybody else is holding it, right? These log drills, you'd have like a group of guys all carrying this big log and doing exercises while they're running. And what would happen is you put the strong ones on the end and the weak ones in the middle. You protect the weak ones. Listen, we're all going to be weak at different times. There's going to be times where you're carrying the load. And there's going to be other times where you've got to not be ashamed to step in the middle and be protected and just keep going, keep running, keep, keep marching, keep seeing God do more things. You know what? Hey, I don't, I don't have the strength to carry all the weight right now, but I'm going to keep running with you. I got this. Hey, because I know one day you're going to get tired and I'm going to need to step up into the middle and I'm going to carry the weight again and we're going to keep going and we're going to see God do more things and we're going to see him move in ma- bigger ways. Are you with me? Because each of us, listen, there is no shame in rest. There's no shame in rest. I pray that our church, we're only two years old. Mm, you guys are so cute. So cute. 
all oh, these little dimples, oh, your little fat behind your legs. It's just awesome. Come on. Cute little two-year-old church. But you know what? I pray that this church has, has a different precedence. Instead of burning people out where they're just gone and done, that we can actually let people rest. Let people rest. And then someone's standing there behind them going, hey, I'll be your Abishai. I got this. I'll take him out. I'll take care of it. You know what? You don't need to fight this battle. I got this one. Are you with me? Because we're going to need more people stepping up to see what God's going to do next. It's going to take a step of faith. Listen, I know it's nice sitting in the stands. They throw out popcorn and we get to enjoy watching the game. But there's going to be a day where you've got to put the jersey on. Come on, Seahawks. You've got to put the jersey on and go fight for it. Go fight for it. Go fight for it. Ah, it's time to get out of the stands and get in the game. Amen? Ooh. Here's point number three. I will fight the battles that are worth the risk. I will fight the battles that are worth the risk. Here's, here's the risk. Will, it, will fighting this battle risk snuffing out the fire that God put in somebody else or in myself? You see, we're fighting battles. We're fighting battles with our loved ones. We're fighting battles with our neighbors. We're fighting battles with the government. We're fighting battles with all kinds of things. But is that going to light the fire stronger for the Lord, or is it possibly going to snuff it out? That's my question. The next battle you fight, you're asking yourself, is this battle worth the risk? Because if we're battling together, if I know that I've got, I've got guys on my left and my right, John and Don, can you come up here? I'm having fun today. We're getting exercise. We're getting exercise. Ooh, goodness gracious. I picked good ones. <laughs> These guys make me feel like really protected right now. I've got a couple big guys. You know what? When I'm ready to go fight my battles, when I have my weak moments, I know that I can call a John or I can call a Dom. I can call these guys and they'll encourage me. I can call these guys. They'll be at men's group. I'll call these guys and they'll be fighting the fight with me. I'll call these guys and I know, I know we're going to make it through. Come on, somebody. Right? In the middle of it. Hey, you know what? John might be having a weak moment and he can stand right here and Dom and I will take care of him for a while. Right? We will carry the weight for you, man. When you're going through stuff in your family, when you got stuff going on, listen, man, we're going to believe with you. We're going to believe for God's best for you. Come on. We're going to pray for you. Oh, we will not be let down in the name of Jesus. Are you with me? This is the way our church should be built. When it's time to rest, you know what? I think Dom needs a rest. Dom, will you go stand on? You know, Dom needs a rest. We're going we're gonna to hold Dom up in this season because Dom needs to be held up in this season. Are you with me? Right? Each of us have our moments where we need to be held up in this season. Come on. We're going to see those battles won in the name of Jesus where God's going to win those battles. Are you with me? He's going to win the battles in and through you. Amen? Does your family need someone to stand next to you? The answer is yes. You guys don't know what to do now, huh? They're like, you can get down. That's always so fun. Oh, I love you, man. I love you, man. <sighs> hmm. It's time to win those battles. All who are burdened and heavy laden. Come on. Come on. You barely got into church today. You barely got the live stream set up. You're like, ah, oh, the football game's on. Ah, you know what? I need, I need a word from God. I need a word from God. I need to hear the Lord this morning. And you know what? He's telling you, you might be weak. You might be exhausted. 
but he's got someone, he's got an Abishai who's coming to fight all your battle for you. He's got that Abishai who's going to protect you and say, hey, you know what? This battle's not worth your risk anymore. It might snuff out your flame. Come on, come on. In the middle of our baskets, we get so caught up in ourselves and how we feel in the moment. I wish I just had a bunch of, a bunch of Marines in this church, come on, where we watch each other's back and take care of each other. Are you with me? Because it didn't matter where we came from. As soon as we put on that uniform, we were one body moving for one direction for one thing. Can I tell you something? The body of Christ functions the exact same way. Listen, the, 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 the kingdom of God is not a democracy. Did you know that? It's not. We don't get to go to God and say, hey, you know, I don't really feel like this. I don't really know if I like the contrary winds. I was kind of voting against that. Most of us did on the boat. We voted against the contrary winds. Um, so... Jesus, uh, it's your turn to make sure we get the right kind of wind when we need it. Are you with me? It's not, it's, not, it's not a democracy. It's a kingdom of God. That means the king gives orders and we follow them. Are you with me? You, know, you want to see how God can do something huge in your life? The next time God gives you an order, actually follow it. When he says go, you go. Right? If he, says, if he says, give this person the last money you have, do it. See what he will do. Isn't it exciting when you hear other people tell stories of what God did? They're like, I was down to my last dollar. And there was this guy on the side of the road, and I felt like God told me to give him my last dollar. So I gave him my last dollar. And all of a sudden, this, this miracle happened, and, and, and somebody brought groceries to my front door. I can't even believe how it happened. I don't even know how it happened. Miracles happen for other people because they ex- exercise their faith. Exercise your faith. The next time he gives you an order, he says, listen, you're not supposed to be sitting on the bench. You're supposed to get on the field. But you're like, I haven't, I haven't trained in weeks. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to do that. But God, but God said, but God said, but God said, God told you to go. The contrary wind and the, and the waves and all that stuff. God said, what are you worried about? What are you worried about? What are we worried about? What are we worried about in all this stuff? You know why we're a basket case? Because we spend so much time worrying instead of sitting in faith, going that God called us here. It must be for a reason. Are, we with, are you with me? Come on. Come on. If God called me here, it's for a reason. It's for something more. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff's got my back, he says. Thank you, dude. You know that guy? He drove over here just to give me a hug this morning and then go serve at his church. Jeff Janan, yeah. Isn't that so cool? He just came over to give me a hug and say, I believe in you. I got, I got to go over to church and set up for my church, but I just want to tell you I love you and I believe in you. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's my Abishai. There's my Abishai. Where's my Abishai's at? Do we have some Abishai's in here? We're going to fight for each other. Oh, hey, when you're, when you're weak in your faith, come, come talk to me. Come on. If you're a part of Living Stones Church, if you're, if, you're, if, you have, if you're going through something, go to Living Stones Church. They'll fire you back up. And then go back to your old church. It's fine. Take that fire back. Are you with me? Because it's about the body of Christ. Oh, man, if, if our whole church is just here to equip people with faith so they can go somewhere else, fired up. Are you with me? Then that's what we'll do. But I believe we got some Abishai's in this place. Oh, I'll fight the battle for you. Don't risk this. I got this. Don't let your fire get snuffed out. I got you, brother. I got you, sister. Don't let your fire get snuffed out. Not on my watch. Are you with me? Not on my watch. I will fight the battles that are worth the risk. Is this a message for somebody this morning? I hope so.
Maybe it's just for me, and I'll, I'll preach to myself. It's totally good. It's totally good. You know, during the pandemic, I had to preach to myself a lot. I was preaching to, the, the, to this, my closet door with a, with a camera in front of it. That was hard. That was hard. I, I, I mean, sermons lasted a whole 21 minutes. They're like, Pastor, you know, you can go longer. I'm like, well, there's nobody talking to me. Nobody's getting excited. Like the, the closet door doesn't be like, amen, come on. You know, like, I'm, like, I'm just like, I don't know if my closet doors are not shouting amen. You know, I don't know if they're getting it. I've been, I've been trying to get these closet doors to be evangelists this whole time. And all they do is they just sit there and roll, roll in, roll out, roll in, roll out. Closet doors. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. So Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Come on. Come on. God's got something for you, church. He's got something so big for you, so important for you to do. Oh, there's bigger things ahead. And you know what? He says that those things are light. They feel heavy to us sometimes, don't they? Maybe because we're fighting battles we're not supposed to. You see, when, when God has one battle for you to fight and you're busy fighting three other ones, come on. Come on, we're, we're on there being Facebook warriors. Where are my Facebook warriors at? Come on. Right? And you're just looking for fights to pick. You're like just going in and starting a fire and then jump, jumping out and just seeing what kind of comments come in. Come on, somebody. We're fighting battles that, that taking energy from you, taking faith from you, snuffing out your fire. Their, their battle's not worth fighting. Because you know what? There's, some, there's your next door neighbor that you don't even know their name. Come on, that needs to know Jesus. Next time you're, you're barbecuing something, you invite them over because you know they can smell it. Come on, somebody, right? You invite them over, right? There's just something that needs to shift in our culture where we're, we're not busy fighting battles that are not worth fighting, that are snuffing out our faith. Are these battles building our faith or are they snuffing it out? Are the battles that I'm fighting snuffing out the possibility of someone else's faith? You know, I'd go to church, but I'd just see a bunch of hypocrites and a bunch of angry people snuffing out their faith. What if we could be something different? What if we were encouraging in the battle, in those contrary winds? Oh, when, they, when that contrary wind comes in their life, you go and hold them up. And they're like, why are you holding me up? I never did anything for you. Oh, it's because that's what I'm called to do. I'm here to be your Abishai. I want to fight this battle because you, you, I can see you're weak and you're tired and you're cornered. And you don't have to do this by yourself. You know what happens when you're weak and tired and cornered? You give in to your weaknesses. You know how I know this? Every time I'm weak and tired and weary, a cheeseburger shows up in front of me. Just like, it's magic. It's crazy. Every time, give, give it back into my weaknesses. Are you with me? Some, we all have weaknesses. We're all different, right? You're, some of you are like, cheeseburgers, that's disgusting. You know, that's fine. It's all good. I didn't ask you. I love you too, Lynn. I love you too, Lynn. Are you telling me what to tell my cheeseburger? You're not my friend. Tell that to my cheeseburger. Cheeseburger, you're not my friend. 
Oh, but to my taste buds, it's his best friend. Best friend. Especially with bacon. Oh, what a great friend. <clears throat> it's a lie. Come on. Thank you, guys. Thank you for being my Abishai. Because we got to fight through this battle. we got to fight through this thing. Because someone's life is on the line. Someone's life is on the line. If we can get out of our own way, someone's life is on the line. There's a battle to be won. And it's not worth the risk to fight battles that aren't, aren't going to produce the fruit we want. Look at your next battle. Is this worth it? Is it worth the risk? Could it snuff out my own flame? Come on. Mm. I love when my son likes to fight with me about finishing his dinner. And you know, I'm th- sitting there thinking, he, he's sitting there arguing with me, and I know that if he finishes it, we're going to have dessert. But if he doesn't finish it, he's going to go to bed without dessert. And s- instead of fighting the battle of getting through his dinner, he fights the battle of why he doesn't need to, or one more bite is enough. Come on, how many of us are doing the same thing? Like, God, you know, I want to serve your kingdom. I want to serve you, but that's a little too much. Like, I, I want to serve you like, kind of like in my comfort zone right here. And this would be a great spot, but going that far, I don't know if I want that. But he's going, you're fighting the wrong battle. Like, you're trying to negotiate with me on your calling. You're trying to negotiate with me on what, you, what I have for you. But if you knew what I had for you, you'd stop fighting this battle, and you'd start to fight through getting through your dinner. <laughs> Are you with me? Are you with me? Man, something shifts when we start fighting the right battles. Start fighting for souls. Start fighting for our city. Man, what would happen? What would happen? I I get so excited at what would happen. We'd actually get to see the fullness of Christ's bride if we got over ourselves. I've got to get over myself because she's worth it. She's worth it, right? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. She's worth taking to the cert ball. Come on, somebody. Come on. Bless you in Brazil. Thank you for watching. Thanks for watching from Mississippi. That's awesome. Glad you're watching. God's got greater things. He's got greater things. And we can't settle for well, I just got a couple more bites of my dinner. Isn't that enough? Like, am am I serving enough, Lord, to get the blessing now? He's going like, no, the blessing's so much bigger. It's so much bigger. You just got to get through it. You got to get through it. Let me encourage you in it. Peace be with you. Come on. Jesus is coming into this thing saying, I got you. Don't worry. What are you worried about? What are you worried about? Be of good cheer. It's me. Don't be afraid. I know I asked you to step out of your comfort zone. It's because I know you're stronger than you think you are. I know that you stepping out of your comfort zone will build someone else's faith. They need to see you step out in faith. And when they see you step out in faith, they'll step out in faith. Come on. Let's fight the battles that are worth the risk. Amen. Amen. His yoke is easy. And his burden is light. You know, I went and looked it up. I was hoping, I was hoping when you read the, the word light, it would also mean like, like a flame. It didn't. I was like, darn it. You know, that's not going to make my point as well as I wanted to. But you know what? It didn't mean that it wasn't going to be so hard. It's not going to be so difficult. 
My burden is light. You see, when we start to fight battles that aren't ours, our burden is heavy. It's heavy. We start carrying things. We start worrying about things that we can't control. Is that anybody in here just like me? You worry about things you can't control? And you sit and you worry 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 and the burden gets heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. You're wondering, should I even wake up tomorrow? Like, I don't even know if I can. The burden is so heavy. I feel like I can't breathe. The anxiety is so high. I was telling my bride yesterday, man, my anxiety is so high right now. Watching our country, watching, watching things happen. Does anybody watch the news or hear those things and you feel that anxiety well up? Those of you that don't, good job. Good job not watching the news. Good job not letting it control your mind and your heart. Because God's word says that you need to renew your mind every day. And you know what? When you renew your mind with him, that burden gets lifted. That burden gets lifted. Because see, I went and told my, Ch- my, my Chelsea, my Chelsea. I went and told my bride. I went and told my bride that I was just feeling all this anxiety for our, for our country and for our world right now and all the stuff people are going through. And she said, but you know what gives me comfort? Is that God said that you would breathe for such a time as this. And if God is confident in you living in this season, then he knows it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. He called an Austin and Larissa for such a time as this. He called the potters for such a time as this, right? He called you for such a time as this, right, Mike? Did he call you for such a time as this? That's right. He's giving me a thumbs up. He's gonna, we're going we're gonna to graduate, though. Come on here soon. I believe it. I believe it. I love you, Mike. I'm so glad you're in church now, buddy. It's so awesome. Oh, he used to have to work on Sunday mornings. I'm so glad you're here. So glad you're here because it's family. That's another Abishai. That's somebody I can go out to lunch with and he'll encourage me. I know that. It's an Abishai. We need our Abishais. Lord Jesus, thank you for bringing us into a, this season, for having confidence in your sons and daughters that the church would not fall apart on our watch that we would see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord Jesus, we give you full lordship over our life. As we walk out of here today, as we stack chairs and put equipment away, you have full lordship over our life. God, we're ready to finish the dinner because we want to see what dessert is. I want to see what you have for us. I want to see what you have for this church. Living Stones Church is your church. You have every right to make it whatever you want it to be, Lord. So make us who you want, to, who you want us to be. Oh, God. There's somebody in here this morning that you came in with a whole lot of anxiety, a whole lot of fear, just beat down, and you're like, this is the word I needed. I needed to know that there was going to be some encouragement, that God was going to get me through this, that he was going to meet me in the middle of the storm that's you this morning, I just want you to know that that God is not going to leave you or forsake you. He's with you the whole way. Don't fear, for God is here. He's with you. He's with you. He's with you in the darkness. He's with you in the light. Don't forget what God promised you in the light when you're walking through darkness. He promised that your family would know him. Believe him. Believe him at his word. Don't worry. Don't worry about that loved one. Pray for him. 
There's some Abishais in this church that will pray with you and believe with you and fight that battle with you. That diagnosis does not, does not dictate your life. Hmm. Somebody is watching online right now. That was your word, wasn't it? That diagnosis has been controlling you. I only have this much time. This is what's going to happen. I'm never going to have kids. You are not your diagnosis. Quiet the storm. Jesus is walking on the water. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. I've got you. I've got you. I've got you. I wouldn't have sent you this way if it was going to be for your demise. I sent you this way because it's going to build you up. It's going to make you strong enough. It's going to make you have faith in God. It's going to stretch you. It's going to be hard at times. No one said it was going to be easy. But it's easier than not going with Him. If you're in here this morning and you haven't given your life to Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. God has such a huge purpose for your life, but it starts with surrender. You've been trying to do this thing called life by yourself and finding yourself failing over and over and over again and wondering why. It's because you were never meant to be without Jesus. Jesus wants to be on the road with you. He wants to reveal secrets to you along the road. That if you go this way, even though it looks scarier, it's going to be better. That when you step out out of your comfort zone and you do these things for my sake, I'll build you up to a new comfort zone. So if that's you this morning, you're like, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to experience the fullness that God has for me. I'm tired of playing church. I'm tired of of all these battles I've been fighting. I'd really like to know what the actual battle I'm supposed to be fighting is. That's you this morning. Just raise your hand real high for me with every head bowed and every eye closed. Today's your day. Today's your day where you're like Peter in this. I didn't read that next section, but where he walks out on the water and starts to look at the storm around him, starts to drown and ask Jesus for help. And Jesus pulls him out of the water. This moment for you is when you're raising your hand, it feels like you're drowning. And you raise your hand out of the water saying, help God can't do this without you and I promise you Jesus will be right there to grab your hand and say I've got you daughter I've got you son I've got bigger things for you is that somebody in here this morning raise your hand real high for me I'm just going to pray for you I promise I won't bring you up like John and Dom and AJ and embarrass you I'm just going to pray for you is that anybody here in person I see a sweetheart Jesus sees you sweetheart so good. It's so good. Here's where things shift. Here's where things change. No more drowning in your sorrow. No more drowning in your fear. No more drowning in in that doubt and that anything's ever going to get better. That's a lie from the enemy. I want to tell you right now that you are an absolute goddess to him. He loves you and he sees you as perfect and beautiful. Mm. You are not what the world has said that you are. You're not what that guy said you are. Far from it. Far from it. You are a powerful woman of God. 
powerful woman of God, a warrioress, a lioness. That's what I see. That's what I see. Mm, a lioness out there hunting, tearing down the enemy's plans. Mm, greater things. For those of you that are watching online, if that's you this morning, if you're watching on our interactive site, you can click the little button and raise your hand and say, that's me. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or anywhere else, and that's you, just, just put in the comments, I gave my life to Jesus. We'll have somebody reach out to you. But when you give your life to Jesus fully, you want to pray and, and, and let him know, like, hey, I'm fully surrendered. And it doesn't have to be anything special, right? You don't. I love, I love that Jesus taught a very simple way to pray. And you know what? We can talk to God simply. When Jesus died on the cross, the veil was torn. It meant that we can now go into the Holy of Holies and be there right there with Jesus. There was no separation. Jesus bridged the gap. And so for those that, that raise their hand and watching online, raise your hand. I want you to pray something like this. Say, Dear Jesus, give my life to you today. Please forgive me for my sins. Lord, I don't want to be who I've always been. I want to give that up today. I don't want to be who you say I am. Lord, help me get through this battle. Pull me out of the water. Pull me out of drowning. And I'll dedicate every day of my life from here on out to live out your will as best as I can. I'll seek your face in everything that I do. Help me to have your heart, to see through your eyes, to walk with your feet, your touch with your hands. Help me to be the body of Christ like you've called and created me to be. I thank you that you died on the cross for me. I thank you even more that you rose on the third day to prove that you're God so that I could be with you in eternity. And I receive the gift of eternal life this morning. And I dedicate my life from this day forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody lift up a shout. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Mm. Stand to your feet for a moment. I want to share with you our, uh, our team actually wrote that little section of, of music that we were singing earlier. I don't know if you knew that or not, um, but I was pretty excited to hear it and, uh, and to sing it together. Are, is that what we're going to sing now too? Awesome. These guys are amazing. Can you just lift up a hand to, to this amazing worship team? Thank you guys for who you are. Mm, let's sing this together. i 
answer right here. God, there's nothing you can't do. So I will fix my eyes on you, Jesus. Getting you through this next season right here. God, there's nothing you can't do. by your circumstances. Those circumstances can yell and get loud and start roaring around you and start trying to freak you out. But then you keep your eyes on Jesus because there's nothing He can't do. There's nothing He can't do. We can watch the world fall around us, but He's still the King of Kings. He's still on the throne. He's still in the work, miracle working business. God, there's nothing you can't do. Come on. There's grace on that song, you guys. There's grace on that song. Oh, we got to keep our eyes on Him. There's nothing He can't do. He can mend relationships, break strongholds, take a broken person and use them as a, a cornerstone to build on. Come on. I just feel like God said that you're qualified. You're qualified because I called you. You're qualified because I called you. Oh, it's not because you did everything perfect, because you didn't. You're qualified because I called you. In our humanity, we'll give him excuses as to why we can't. But you're called, therefore you're qualified. And you're qualified because you're called by God. You don't need any more than that. You don't need any more than that. You don't need the approval of a man to tell you how to pray when God called you to pray. You don't need the approval of a man. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all the other things will fall into place. forever right here. I don't know about you. Some of you are probably like, I'm hungry. I want to go get lunch. 
but man, there's just something special right here. Something special right here. I just feel like God's saying, like, I, I don't want to leave you where you are. It's time to step out into something new. I just believe we're right at the brink of breakthrough. Right at the brink. But it's going to take that step of faith. Thank you for being here this morning. I know it feels like so precious. I don't, you know, it's like uh, it says the Holy Spirit's like a dove. He ascends and descends. And I don't know about you, but if you ever walk up to a dove, it freaks them out. They fly away really fast. They don't like it too much. And if the Holy Spirit's like a dove, it's like you don't want to do anything to make it fly away. Let the Spirit just lay right here. Right here is where wounds are mended right here is where purpose gets into the deepest parts of your heart right here right here where the Holy Spirit is oh, those declarations I keep my eyes on you Jesus mm. Mm. thank you Lord thank you Lord just thank Jesus this morning. Come on. Come on. Come on. He's worthy. He's worthy. You are worthy, Lord. Oh, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Oh. Ah, eternity, huh? From eternity to eternity. <laughs> so good. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, I, as I'm sitting here, I'm looking out, and I'm so grateful for what God has done over the last two years. And I'm so excited about what he's going to do in the next two years. You know, I, I pray that that humility will stay even when we see greater fruit and greater greater touching of people and greater touching of the Lord. Oh, I just pray that this that, that sweetness of the Holy Spirit stays. It's not do, worth doing church just for flashy lights in a big building. Are you with me? Like, I, no, there's nothing wrong with flashy lights. There's nothing wrong with a big building. And I know God has that for us one day, but we got to make sure that our hearts stay right here. Right here where, where the Holy Spirit can come and minister, do what He wants to do, touch people's hearts. Because we're His bride, He wants to court His bride. Oh, He wants to dance with His bride. And if we can't take the time to let Him dance with His bride, we're too busy putting on programs and doing other things. We miss it miss the whole thing so thank you thank you for being the church you're the church it's not Dorothy McElhaney Middle School you're the church someday when God gives us millions and a building and land and all that you're still the church it's the people that are the church oh man there's not a building big enough to house his, his church are you with me As we, as we tear down this, this morning, I pray that you just stay in this sovereign place. You know, as you're picking up your chair or putting a curtain away or something like that, or even if you're just going to lunch, like just stay in this place right here. Keep your heart in this place because God can direct you. 
it's a, it's a very tender place. Are you with me? It's very tender. It can do some really good things right here, in and through you. It's where sensitivity sits. Sit in that sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. As you're out at lunch today, sit in that sensitivity, saying, God, go ahead and move. You can, I'll give you permission to interrupt my lunch, to interrupt my day. Go ahead and move. He might tell you to pray for the person that's serving you that day. He might tell you to, to love on, give, give a call to that person that you have a grudge with, to call that person you've been thinking about, text that person you've been thinking about. I try so hard when, when God puts people on my mind, I'll try to shoot them a text right away to say, hey, God, I'm, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about you. God put you on my heart. That means you're on his heart. Amen? Oh, you know he can use you that way? Oh, you're such a weapon for, for God, a weapon against the enemy. Somebody might be questioning whether or not they might be sitting in the middle of their junk and your, your text that says, I love you and I'm thinking about you. Just that little bit. Oh, my goodness. I got a text from Pastor Rudy from, from uh, Slave Free Project yesterday while I was working on my message notes. He just said, I'm thinking about you, warrior, and I love you. Mm. Sometimes you just need somebody to do that. Amen? Be that for somebody this week. Be that for some. Sit, sit there in prayer and say, Lord, get, pull out your little Rolodex on your phone, right? And go through there and look in and, oh, I haven't talked to that person forever. Text, hey, man, I just want you to know I love you and I'm thinking about you. Text, just want you to know I'm loving you and I'm thinking about you. Like as soon as you start looking at those names, you start having those memories and those people. And you're going like, oh, Jesus loves them so much. I wonder how they're doing. Gosh, you, you give him the opportunity. God will use you. He'll speak through you. He'll encourage somebody through you. Amen. Amen. Oh, my gosh. It's no wonder Jesus loves you so much. Such a beautiful bride. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just blown away. Just blown away at the goodness of God. Wow. So many stories. So many people, so many things God wants to do, and He's just getting started. Just getting started. Bring somebody to church next week. It can change their life. You just don't know. You just don't know. It might be the word they needed to hear, especially if Pastor Keith wears a tutu. I mean, come on. Just kidding, but maybe I'm kidding. I don't know. We'll find out. Father God, just bless your church today. Bless us as we go. Bless us as we tear down your house today. Bless us as we go and be your church throughout the week. God, I pray that you bless youth on, on Tuesday, that you bless women's group on Thursday. And Father God, that we would see so many people wanting to be a part of going down to Mexico and loving on those kids next Sunday. Ah, thank you for the opportunity to be a doorkeeper in your house. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have an amazing week. Love you all.